Welcome to Walking Backwards. I'm Brad Grimet. This week's guest is Steadicam operator Andrew Ansnick, and he brought over some fantastic beers that his friends make, and so we drank them and we talked. So I hope you enjoy it. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com backslash walking backwards, or you can email me at walkingbackwardspodcast at gmail.com. Andrew Ansnick is here with me. I pronounced it correctly. You did. Happy to be here. <laughs> I did good. One of the few that does. <laughs> I was asking you when you walked up about your car, you're like a big car guy. Oh, yeah. Totally. I was like, did you drive your like hot rod car? I know because I think I saw it on Instagram or something. You, you have a GTR, right? Yeah, yeah. I do. Uh, I've had it for about three years now. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, How fast is no, that I, thing if I you, if you actually... Uh, zero to 60 on it, it's like... 2.7 seconds. Oh my God. Like is it all wheel drive? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's been tuned up a little bit too. So it's, has it, it goes, what'd you do to it? <laughs> um, mostly, mostly mild, like bolt on stuff, some engine tune fuel stuff, uh, up the boost on it. So now it's, it's about 700 horsepower to the wheels. Oh my God. About 780 foot pounds of torque, something like that. I should have asked you when I, invited you to do this to drive that car so you could take it for a ride because <laughs> we could have done it in the car yeah that would have been Although interesting there's, there's a couple guys s- that already do that so i don't, I don't know <laughs> never heard of them <laughs> we could have coffee too yeah. um uh, beer's better but yeah that's true um yeah no um i, I i've never owned like a really fast car but i like going fast um i Let's mean my take car you for a ride sometime yeah please please well that tesla will go too that Tesla yeah, you have. Yeah, it, it does. Not not as fast as a GTR, but yeah, it's it's quick too. Yeah. I actually uh, got to just take it to the track for the first time a couple weeks ago. Had an absolute blast in it. I totally unexpected. Didn't think it would do that well, but it did. Really? Yeah. Cool. Would uh, wait, so you have a Model X. Would a Model I do, yeah. Would a Model S? What's the like the top of the line? What is it? That'd be even faster. Um, It'd be faster than the than the Model X. Model X is way heavier. No, so. no, I understand that part. I yeah. meant to the GTR. Oh, um, GTR is still faster. Even off the line. Yeah. Wow. Even off the line. Wow, that's pretty crazy. Because <laughs> the Tesla's ripping oh, everything quick. to pieces. It, yeah. yeah. It, like the super fast. It's no slouch. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. And then top line, it's going to smoke it, right? Yeah. 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 What is the top end on that GTR? This became car talk, I, by the way. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't been there yet. Um, you don't know the specs, though? Like what they claim it, it'll do? It'll do I close mean, to 200 stock, I think. Mine should do geez. well over that. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's crazy. And you don't want to go that fast. No. <clears throat> I have no desire to go that fast. Well, there's certainly nowhere safe line. to do it unless you have like a drag tra- drag track or something. But there's probably not yeah. even a long enough one. A <laughs> couple mile straight shot and... Nevada you need at least a couple of miles, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Airstrip right. somewhere. Yeah. Oh, that's um, that's crazy. Well, yes, I want to ride. I will take you <laughs> up on that. <laughs> Next time. Yeah. But we were also talking about, um, that's why I wanted to make sure we started recording. Uh, I wanted to ask you about Adam's Ru- Adam Ruins Everything, which you mentioned you're doing right now. Yeah. Uh, we just started season three of it um, about a month or two ago. So that goes until... Like a week before Thanksgiving, we'd stop, take like a two-month hiatus. We start back uh, after the new year. So Cool. It's uh, a fun show. 
It is fun. I told you I just started watching it on Netflix. And, yeah, it, uh, they just finally released the first two seasons on Netflix. Um, so a lot of new viewers are finally hearing about it and like yourself, you know, watching the series, which is great. So right. hopefully it gets us more work in the long run. Right, right, right. You've been doing the, the, the thing since the beginning? Uh, not since the beginning. There was a different operator on the pilot, and uh, I, I got brought on early on to cover him episode one. And then uh, he ended up leaving to do a feature, I think mm. around the fifth or sixth episode. And then I took over full time on the show. Gotcha. So since pretty early on, yeah, I've been a Almost big part of it, way. which is nice. Yeah, that's cool. There's a lot of Steadicam in it. Yeah, a ton. It's probably 90% Steadicam. Yeah. Actually. And it's a lot of little subtle moves and stuff. And I noticed how nice the work was. It's yeah. good work, man. Thank you. I mean, it's I, nothing. I, it's not, you know, you're not doing the Goodfellas shot or anything, but it's like these little subtle, it's yeah. actually pretty hard work. Absolutely. Um, yeah. No, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. That's high praise. So. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's fine. It's like, it's all that fine, slow moving stuff. It yeah. can be really hard to do, you yep. know, with a guy talking. Yeah. You know, they're not walking. You don't have backgrounds moving everywhere. It's just you. So right. that can be some of the toughest stuff to do. It stands out, I guess, in that regard. Yeah, um, well, I mean... I, any any little mistakes or anything like that that you do, yeah, it, it right. becomes immediately that more There's apparent. no distracting stuff going right. on to, to, to yep. fix your errors for you yep. or, or hide them. <clears throat> but, um, I mean, a lot of it looks like could be done on dolly is is did is it mostly not all, not all of it but more a, bunch a of it. stylistic choice that they do on okay. the show um that and they they like kind of this free floaty kind of feel to it um the uh the dp who actually is on the show matt garrett he he started the show doing the uh the pilot and i think he also worked on some of the uh, original college humor skits which is where that character came from that show is oh really based i didn't on know that. that yeah oh um so a lot of the episodes kind of parallel some of those earlier college humor skits that they did um they've obviously expanded on that and it's it's turned into a really fun hopefully long-running project yeah and i find it interesting it's an interesting time for that show to like pop up on netflix and be a thing just in our political climate and the way things are with like fake news and all that stuff like i just love i've always been a logical person and i like to know the yeah. facts and you know as much as i can as often as i can so when somebody tells me something i'll research it or you know what i mean look it up <laughs> or whatever they research the hell out of that show right like everything is fact checked and that's that's part of the uh and they pop um, it up they pop up yeah. like where they, they show find their sources and, and everything stuff. right yep. Yep. right um and I one been, of the one of the great frustrations, I guess, of working on that show is everything has to be accurate to the T to where you may have to do several takes of a particular shot just because there's one little thing that's off, you know, in the in the dialogue in right, the script. Right. Um, You're supposed to say twenty percent. Exactly. And a fact is just right. It, exactly. Right. So um that's taxing, you know, after a while, especially when you're doing Sure. Uh, well, it's got to be tough for him. Oh, absolutely. Because he's the one delivering the he, vast He has the hardest job on that. Oh, <laughs> for sure. For sure. But um, Is he writing, too? He is. He writes. He's a head writer on the show. He's oh, an EP wow. on the show. Um, he does write most of the episodes, um, largely, but there's still writers for each 
each episode. Right. Um, but he, uh, he created that character. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's him, a done up version of him, but that's Adam. Right. Just like a heightened version. Yeah. Right. Um, and it, it well, I assume you have like researchers. That's probably the. Oh yeah, yeah. They they get started, you know, months before we're even told that we're coming back. Kind of thing, uh, digging up, you know, different different ideas for. Right, and episodes. I'm sure there are times so, when they have to compare one article to another and say, okay, wait, this one says this and this one says that. Okay, so now they have to find a third article to, and a fourth and a fifth to find yeah, out. Yeah, cross-check like, their sources. Right, of course, right. Yeah. Right, because newspapers or yep. web publications make mistakes all the time. Oh, Certainly yeah. websites, but I just find it interesting that like... They, they even did an episode on one where um, it was about food or, or dieting and um, they managed to get an article published, a completely fake article published in like a legitimate magazine that didn't fact check the source and it was the source was our writing staff <laughs> did i see that one was that early in the because i've only seen it's about half of the first possible, season i forget which that might have been season two okay um i think it was early in season two. Oh, i know they did that i know what it's been that i've been seeing that's that's like that is vice do you ever watch vice news oh yeah they put um with facebook i'm pretty sure it's vice news they put um ads up on Facebook and they they wrote different names on them so they could write um you know some inflammatory thing and then because Facebook started putting this um paid for by thing on there so you like knew you know quote unquote knew where everything was coming from sure but they could just put anybody so they put like George Bush wrote you know <laughs> uh, you know I'm super liberal or whatever you know what I mean like they would just write like stuff like that and I anyway facebook's missing all of it so it's just it's just nice to it's just nice to have somebody that's like gives a shit about actually being accurate and correct yeah as correct as you can possibly be and factual and entertaining i yeah. think he's a funny guy he's an entertaining guy and all the all the other uh, rest of the cast I, I didn't realize the cast was the same like the first few episodes yeah the, the um the first like season and a half I want to say even into the second season there's kind of like a linear storyline to a lot of those episodes right? Um, and they've kind of gotten away from that and that's due largely to talent availability and stuff Uh. Um, but yeah those early episodes there is kind of some connection so you should try to watch them in order if you can Yeah. Um, a lot of people that have seen the show or know about it it's just from all the clips that are all over the web Mm. (laughs) uh, they're on Facebook or YouTube or um, uh, Instagram. They have all of those little, you know, two, three minute clips of right of the various skits and like little segments that we do or the various acts that we do. Um, so that's how a lot of people first hear about the show. Right. And then if you go back and watch season one, start to finish, there's actually like a whole little character arc there too, which is kind of neat. Yeah, they're good. The whole bit about like they're always like he shows up and they're just like oh <laughs> we haven't changed that <laughs> it's great three, no, that's still, that's still that. around so fear not <laughs> and just the character is funny because he he's always upbeat and stuff and I think it just it just works for what they're trying to do it's yeah it seems to be like the perfect character yeah so anyway kudos to them kudos to you for your for your nice work thank you and um uh it's it's nice when you find a show that's been on a few seasons that you haven't seen yet. 
Yeah. So you have a lot of material to go right, back and see. Right. And yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you, you like something, kind of binge watch it that way. Right. And it kind of sucks when you're like, oh, I love Breaking Bad, but I've seen all of them, or you know, there's only one left, or whatever it might be. Right. But um, but um, hey, let's see. Um, so th- this is a scripted thing you do. Um, how much? What's your scripted to live ratio? Because I know you do a lot of live stuff. I do a ton of live stuff. Um, Sorry. But I go back and forth all the time. I, I, I guess, fortunately, I should say, um, I find both worlds challenging, kind of in their own their own right. I I love doing live work, and I love doing scripted narrative TV too. Right. Um, still haven't really dove into features yet. Uh, that's that's something I'd like to try to get into also um yeah well there's a lot of tv right now and there isn't there's a ton of tv and that's where most of the good stories and content is right now and Mm -hmm. um especially here in la at least it's majority tv so uh and in the live tv world there's no shortage ever of work it seems which is great so oh that's good uh which do you do you prefer one or the other or you know, that's a tough question. <laughs> um, like I said, there, there's challenges to both types of work. Um, live TV, the, the very first time like I, I did a live show, you get kind of butterflies before going live on air, and right. you know, there's nerves are kind of going, your, your heart's racing, and uh, I'll never forget that experience. Um, certain shows still to this day, you get a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Um, before you go live, before you get that red tally light, um, that's a little constant reminder: don't fuck up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, still the best advice I think I've ever gotten, by the way, in my career. Don't fuck <laughs> up. Yeah, don't fuck up oh, early well, on by a DP. Simple. <laughs> no pressure. Or yeah. Um, well, do you do you find the the there are compositional differences? with absolutely live tv and scripted tv yeah there's parts of your brain that you have to just kind of switch off in live tv and right likewise in uh in the narrative world like in live tv you're you're here in the u.s at least you have to do your own zoom and focus for steady cam work um and you know scripted narrative world you have a focus puller that does that so there i get to switch that part of my brain off and i just get to worry about framing and storytelling mm-hmm. um one thing you get a lot less of is creative control in the uh the live tv world you know there's certain live directors that i work with that they'll they really ask you about you know camera plots and how to shoot this action how best to cover it um but largely you're just one of you know seven or right. 10 or 15 or 50 cameras on a particular show. Um, so you usually have very specific assignments and yeah. usually the director has a very good idea going in what your coverage is going to be, especially doing steady cam, at least in the live world. It's you're there kind of for flavor, you know? Right. Um, you are still yeah, you're not going to be much, on the air a ton. Yeah. You are still very much that specialty camera. Um, right. occasionally you get stuck doing a single of somebody or, you know, a, a lock off, kind of mm-hmm. wide shot of, of the stage or the group audience, something like that. Um, we've all been there. <laughs> I know. Uh, it still happens a lot. Um, the nice part is you only have to do one take of it 
and it, and it doesn't last that long because I cut really quick. That is a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, short-term memory loss, you know, if, if there's a little flub or something, somebody messes up, then the show's got to keep going. You know, it's, it's a freight train. Um, right. And nobody can be too upset because yeah, we have to exactly. worry about the next shot. You got to worry about the next shot and the next, <clears throat> you know, act and right. you got to get through it. Right. Um, so there's, there's some really cool, uh, really cool stuff about both. Well, I, I, I honestly couldn't pick if I had to. Okay. Uh, that's fair. Uh, what I originally, the question I meant to ask, and I'm not sure if I did properly, was there's a compos- compositional difference in live and, and scripted TV. Yes, you did. I'm sorry. And no, 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 I, that's I, okay. I no, 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 that. that was interesting yeah. what you said. But, but, um, but like the amount of headroom in live TV, it's normal, but it always baffles me a little bit. <laughs> you know, when I first started doing Steadicam, I would see Steadicam on live TV and I'd be like, why Why do they have the guy's head in the middle of frame and all that air? And and then I realized, it took me a while, you know, whatever, I realized, oh, they all do this. This is the standard way of doing it. I mean, not to that extent all the time, but you know what I mean. There's right. always a lot of headroom. I'm, And my assumption is that it's... More so than just millimeters above. Right, nobody's yeah. getting haircuts. Yep. Right. Um, and... I'm I'm wondering if it's just because it's a because of the live thing. It's just like a. It's it seems like a lot of people just kind of yeah safety like they err on the side of caution. I, I would say when I shoot a lot of live TV, maybe I'm a little different in the sense I I try to chop a lot of that down too. Do and you? Yeah, I'll I'll sell framing that's you know more cinematic. I think more really? more narrative yeah style. Um, you know, and it's kind of changing too in the broadcast world which is interesting like especially within the last 10 years i would say and the advent of you know hd and and broadcasting in in that format um you're not always center punching everybody all the time you know you still get um old school directors that that's the look and producers and that's what they want and then you have a lot of these younger guys are moving up and uh they're they like that 169 using the full you know full frame over the shoulders they'll take stuff like that it's you know profily two shots sometimes they don't necessarily need to see two eyes um but that's those are old school tv rules like you do not break that but right people are starting today's to break tv them. yeah they, they break them a lot there are a lot more channels there's a lot more live stuff on all the time so yeah can yeah I'm sure any way to get attention to or any way to be a little different sure. is always a good yeah. thing for people. Um, yeah, that's that's cool. Um, by the way, this beer's really good. <laughs> Thank you. I'm What's glad your you friend? Like it. Yeah. Let's give your friend a shout out who makes the beer. Here, uh, cheers, Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace. Yep. Okay, he made a yeah. he made a porter. He made a porter. What's the other an yeah. imperial IPA? The other one, no, the other one is a uh, a hazy IPA, like a New England a style hazy. IPA. Okay. Yeah. Oh, those are very popular. Uh, ben Wallace and Aaron Rainwater, uh, both. They're the, they make the, the co-brewers. Beer. Yeah. I, oh, cool. Uh, this I'm, is really good. I'm the assistant. I, I clean the equipment up and mop the garage when they're done. <laughs> Mostly hang around and drink beer. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. That's fun. That's yeah. in your neighborhood, huh? Yeah. I, uh, I secretly moved into, uh, I think I told you, the best neighborhood in L.A. where I have a brewery four doors down for me. That's so great. <laughs> um being a huge beer geek yeah it's it's awesome 
Well, it's not a brewery. It's their home brewery. No, right? it is their home brewery. Right, it's yeah, in yeah, his yeah. garage. Yeah. Which there's... is even better because they're not trying to make money yet. Not yet. That's about to change, though. So. <laughs> Fine, but right Hopefully now it's like free the beer. The next, yeah, six months. Right now it's free beer, yes. Um, eventually, yes, I will have to pay dearly for it. <laughs> Maybe get an old friend discount or something. Yeah, I'm hoping they don't forget where they came from. That's so. cool. I got to come over to your house sometime and <laughs> make, make friends with these guys. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I like beer. <clears throat> and, a, and a porter is so hard to find in L.A. now. Um, I was at a restaurant in the neighborhood the other night, and they used to have a, like a chocolate porter or something on mm-hmm. on tap there. They have a bunch of beers. And they have like six IPAs and a Pilsner and a this and a that. I'm actually and, surprised they had the Pilsner. Most places you go, it's heavily IPA. You know, that's that's what. Huh, that's interesting. Around here, the there the seems to be is, at least so. one Pilsner everywhere. Hmm. Um, and I'm not a giant. I don't dislike them. I'm not a giant fan of Pilsners, yeah. but. Um, I've always liked, you know, I've always liked Guinness, so I've always liked darker beers and stuff. Sure. But they didn't have a darker beer on tap. I'm like, you have seven or six different IPAs. You can't have one porter. And then I was talking <laughs> to the manager, and he goes, they don't sell. Wow. I'm like, really? Damn, I'm not coming enough. <laughs> that or nobody's making them good enough, one of the two. I think there's an intimidation factor with porters and dark beers. I don't know. I, it, people assume they're heavy. Have, has somebody ever told you, like, Oh, I can't drink yeah, too much. I Guinness. guess there it's is so a lot heavy. of that. Yep, and it's not heavy. Yeah, it's it's and also it's it's about the same alcohol as a light beer, mm-hmm. and it's lower. Um, it's about the same calories as a light beer, and it has like and vitamin B in it, way more and flavor, I, like and way <laughs> more flavor, and yeah. it's like good for you. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I don't, and a lot of people carry Guinness, but um, but yeah, you just don't find a lot of the like micro. Microbrew porters or yeah, yeah or stouts or yeah and when you do it seems to be like um what an imperial uh, like uh, what's that one Ras- old Rasputin old Rasputin yeah. that are like eight percent yep they're two they're two or twelve or even more right sometimes. they're super yeah. high yep. and they're and they're super boozy for me so like all the good flavor stuff that was in there if you're gonna make it boozy make it in a IPA or you know what I mean I I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a beer brewer. I'm not even really an aficionado. I just like drinking it. So, <laughs> But, you know, when you like something and it seems yeah. like they never have what you like. Not that I don't like an IPA, but anyway. Okay. Beer talk's over. All right. We'll <laughs> uh, circle back around to it later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of your live stuff, um, mm-hmm. I, I saw on IMDb you did the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, what year was that? Super Bowl Fifty One. That was the uh, the Houston, Texas. Um, two years ago, three years ago now. Uh, it was the Patriots Falcons game with the miracle comeback win. Oh, when the from Patriots. like a twenty thirty point deficit. Yeah, in the mm. fourth quarter. Yeah, um, I don't really watch the NFL, but that, I remember that happening. Yeah. That was. The first time I'd ever worked a Super Bowl, and I don't think you could probably ask for a better experience, a better game. It was cool. I, I got lucky. Oh, it's amazing. I'll never forget it. So you were one of, because um, the, there are rigs like on each side of the field, right? Or at least one steady cam? There Like were, for most NFL games, Yeah, most not? NFL games, there's two steadies. Um, one on each side. One on each side, the end zones. And then we're always doing the, the pregame post-game halftime show with a, a study as well so that's okay. that's my contribution to it was that oh you were like yes. the, the 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 
talking guys. Yeah. Terry Howie, those guys, the, the gotcha. pre post, all that. Um, I've been able to, to do that show. So you do that on and off for like the last seven years. You do the regular show. Well, me and another operator do. Yeah. Um, it's like John NFL on Fox or something yeah. like that. Oh, okay. and then if he's doing that show, usually I do the one before that, the the NFL kickoff show. Okay, they have so it's like two hours before the the morning games start. Typically, Fox has all their their programming, and that's all out here. That's all out here. Yeah. Oh, okay. In the studio. Cool. Um, but for Wait, the Super John Bowl, Perry, we were though, there. I thought he did. I thought he was in. Is he out here now? Yeah. Has he been out here? Maybe yeah, I'm going crazy. Okay, no, he's he's been out here for a while. Oh, okay, um, twenty years maybe. Oh, he, well, he's a citizen of the world. He travels everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I just yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's but, cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, and so that's like what a couple of hours of work as far as on air time. Yeah, um, plus the whole rehearse beforehand, uh, set up days beforehand. Typically, it's um, like this morning I did the the show, um, and it was like a oh, four, right. it four is, thirty a.m. Right. call time. Yeah. Oh really? So we're in early for that. You, East Coast. I blame them. <laughs> yeah, no, you would be. I mean, <laughs> All I, the East Coast I, that's why I'm surprised they shoot it here. I would have thought they'd shoot it in New York or something. But anyway, time wise, but yeah. Um, Thursday night football they do there, oddly enough. That's weird when it's a night game anyway, right? Yeah. That's odd. Um, <laughs> uh, I think that has to deal with talent, though. That's a lot of those guys. They're, they like to be out here. Well, they're, they're East Coast um, during the week. They have other shows that they do, like Strahan. Um, oh, so the guys who do Thursday. Yeah. Oh yeah. right, 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 right. I gotcha. And the, but the guys who do this show, they like to. But the show you do, they like to be out here, kind of thing. They or like they, their frequent flyer miles, I guess. I don't know. Or they fly out. <laughs> they do, yeah. Oh shoot. Okay. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. Um, but so you come on, so you go in at four thirty. The show goes on the air at what time? Would it be like eight in the morning or something? Yeah, eight a.m. our time, at least. But you have a set. I mean, there's nothing to build and stuff, right? You just have to. Right, which is nice. What, what, and Usually it, they want to come in, block stuff. They'll rehearse things with talent. They'll run through the whole show beforehand. With the whole talent, they'll run through the yeah. whole show. Really? A loose rehearsal, but yeah, right, it's, right, it's right, more right. for the control room, the people in there, and graphics and everybody, and tape, so producers. Um, right. They have their meetings early in the morning, I guess morning that's too, really good for so. all the stuff they have to roll in for the graphics guys. It's not so much about you guys, is it? Yeah, no, it, it's pretty much wash rinse repeat which is nice at this right, point that's there's, what i would figure right there's maybe one or two things their... that they throw in that's different each week you know but it's for the most part it's uh it's a regular show it's been going for 25 years now oh is that so, that long yeah oh cool um yeah but i imagine like for the 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 video guys and the graphic people and whatever they're constantly rolling in different stuff for a new show so like oh yeah they're rebuilding yeah everything from scratch all week basically yeah. right yep. and then right so then sometimes they have to that, that same day they come i'm in. sure i'm sure but yeah. yeah 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 um especially if there's a story that breaks so and so is not yep. going to play or something then they have to do yeah. stuff on him or right um that that's interesting um what do you have on that do you have a jib you have probably like three uh, hard cameras on that show uh it's 
or pads. Jib I mean. steady. You have four pads. You have a handheld and a robo. On it. What's the robo doing? The robo's doing like the guy in the booth, uh, Mike Pereira. Oh, okay. I don't know the show. <laughs> he's uh, <laughs> he's the. Uh, it's on too early for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame him. <laughs> uh, he's like the the rules expert. Oh, so they like pop to yeah, him kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ex-referee, so. Got it. Yeah, pop to him for all that. And that. Then, uh, Jake Laser, same kind of thing. He's like the inside access guy. He's got all the, the ins and outs for the week, and he moves around the studio various places, so sometimes he's on the handheld, sometimes he's with Steady, so. Um, oh, gotcha. We kind of chase him down. Right. Um, it's interesting that you have handheld yeah, the, the handheld camera is pretty flexible. Um, is that just for weird angle stuff or, that you yeah, want to do? Yeah, it is. And uh, a lot of times they have them on sticks, too. So it gotcha. breaks off from sticks, you know, one location goes to the next. Um, so it's flexibility. I mean, you say location, you mean just like camera position? Just kinda... in the studio. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you're yeah. in a, I, mean, yeah. I imagine it's not a giant stage or anything, right? No. Wide angle lens looks big on TV, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty small. Yeah, of course. Down to if you don't shoot off the set, yeah, it looks 40, gigantic. 40 feet across. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where's that shoot? What stages? Uh, that's at Fox Pico. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah that's good. Um, we do a bunch of stuff there. Um, UFC, baseball. Oh, I was going to mention you like all the playoff baseball stuff this year. Oh, you did? Um, UFC, I was there last night doing the UFC fight. With uh, all the in-studio stuff again. Oh, there was um, a UFC fight last night? Yeah. I didn't even know. Yep. Pay-per-view. Uh, it was a DC fight. He won. So DC. Uh, Daniel Cormier. Got it. I've yep. lost. I used to watch UFC, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago a bunch. And I don't, for some reason, I, I kind of lost it. Haven't followed it. Yeah, since. not really. I never really it's watched it I until I started it, working on those shows. Right. So. Well, I'm sure now you know. Same all thing the stuff. with soccer and stuff like that. You just yeah. kind of get caught up in it. Right, you hear so much about it. Yeah, and <clears throat> the guys, you know, you meet the players, and a lot of the analysts were players, and you know they're all into it and super excited, and you can't help but get wrapped up in some of that. <laughs> so. Right. Sure. Sure. Yeah, that's that's cool. Um, the playoff stuff. So, were you doing were you doing in studio stuff, or were you do it at Dodger Stadium? Uh, the playoff stuff was all in studio. Okay, yeah. cool. They so you're doing like pregame shows and stuff? A or? couple of the shows remote, but yeah, it's all pregame stuff, postgame stuff. Right, okay. It's handled there. Cool. I did a little, way back in the day, a little bit of live baseball. Very little in that, like college baseball, and then mm -hmm. a some little bit of basketball too. That was fun to do. Um, I watched a guy get fired live on the air. Oh, man. <laughs> it wasn't the, you, was it? <laughs> no, I, the key is I watched. <laughs> um, no, the other the other handheld operator, you know, this director was a really cool guy, and I'd worked with him before on baseball, actually. Mm -hmm. And um, But it was my first basketball, and we were doing like six games in two days. And he said... Um, uh, okay, here's your assignments. When this happens, do this, you know, like when the guy shoots a shot and it goes in, you go to his face. So when he turns around kind of, you know, just like kind of obvious stuff, but something the people don't, 
you'd, you wouldn't really know, but he told me it all made sense. He told the other guy the same exact stuff, and he just wasn't doing it. And he's going, go to his face. Like, <laughs> he's not screaming at him, but he's just super frustrated. He's like, what are you doing? Why are you shooting that? Like, And then finally he goes, just, just um, turn him off. Turn him off. I don't want to see his camera anymore. And then the utility, he sent a utility out, and they unplugged his camera and took it off his shoulder. Like, Wow. <laughs> and I could see it at the other end of the corner. I've seen a lot in live TV. I've never seen that before. I, I mean, I don't know what he was shooting, but like, <laughs> it, I, it must not have been the game. He must have been shooting like the crowd and stuff. I, I, I really don't know because obviously I couldn't, I couldn't see return. Sure. I'm on the handheld, so. Yeah. Um, but he clearly was not doing the. He's like, I'd rather have no camera there than than this guy. Like, wow. And he said that over on the headset, like. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be bad. And the guy was a young guy, and you know, yeah. hopefully he figured out something from that. And hopefully, had a he took it as a experience. learning experience. Exactly. Yeah. Or maybe he left the business. Either way, it's good. Probably. Well, if he <laughs> either, left the business, way, and, yeah, and then he wasn't meant to be. Worked in out it. for him, right? <laughs> so he found something he was good at. Take solace in that, at least. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And yeah. that it wasn't you. Be glad. Oh man, I mean, I've been yelled at before, but I've never. And, you know, sometimes we miss, there's a lot of filtering we have to do, right? Because the director talks to us and the DP talks to us about Constantly. what shots are. And, yeah. and then even actors sometimes say they're going to do this and do that. And then they don't, or you misunderstand with it. And so it, sometimes you filter it wrong, but your, in, your intent is to do the exact shot that everybody wants you to do. And then, you know, sometimes you're just screwed. I, you know, <laughs> sometimes you're just set up for failure. Um, I forget who I was talking to about this. I think on the podcast, but you know, when a director's telling you one thing and a DP's telling you the other. Oh yeah, constant struggle. Yeah, it's a it's a recipe for failure for mm -hmm. you, yeah. and you know they're both going to be mad at you. And yeah. and um, I was I was saying that you know when I had that experience, I finally just put the rig down. And they were freaking out. I put the rig down. I was like, you two talk to each other. Figure out what you want me to shoot, and then I'll shoot it. Because I, I can't do one's whispering <laughs> yeah, in one ear and the other, you know. The best advice that I've gotten from other operators, and it sounds like you're putting the same thing out there, is, you know, grab each one by the collar, put them together. They need to have a conversation at that point. Figure it out between the two of them. Right. Yeah. But you just need to get that conversation started. Yeah, and... Sometimes even that, though, doesn't matter. <laughs> They're just not gonna, you yeah. know. Um, Mom and dad are fighting again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it just, you know, and especially I think with, well, it's happened to me once or twice, where a DP yelled at me because I, you know, last minute director told me to do something. I did it. Yeah. Tried to tell the DP, didn't have time. Yep. So I told him, I'm sorry, the director wanted that. And they are like, I don't give a shit what he wanted. Well, yeah. I've had that before too. Directing a movie. I had like, <laughs> my iris all of a sudden just get closed because <laughs> the director is standing four feet away from me saying, shoot this, shoot this, shoot this. And uh, DP wasn't the right angle for him. Didn't like it. So uh, he didn't want to like yep. shoot on that side or something. Exactly. Wasn't lit for it. So didn't want to have and he just, it be used or the risk of it being used right at all. To yeah, just slid it to 22. <laughs> Or, or, or closed, actually, maybe all the way. I don't know. Right. But all of a sudden, my my eyepiece just went dark. So That's <laughs> funny. Like, was that a live thing? It was or so such a defeating moment. You're just like, oh, I screwed up. But then you go have a conversation with the boss and say, hey, it's... 
Well, I think his argument I'm is going to be: you need to tell the deep, the director, yes, hey, the director he doesn't want to shoot; it doesn't look do. good from this. Exactly, you, you should talk to him. Yeah, but it's a, always a hard. And then I did, and you know, but in the moment while you're rolling, yeah, on a show where you have you know, ten actors in a scene, what are you going to do when the director's yelling you repeatedly over and over? Hey, get that, get that, get that. Right, right, right. Yeah, I had one, and I then t- I learned. <laughs> Right. Well, it is a delicate. It's sometimes a political balance. We have to, we have to walk on that balance beam. Yeah, that's the know. hardest part of the job, I think. Yeah, is doing that. It can Some, be a great part. Sometimes the physical really aspects bad. of it, technical operating a shot, can be. Yes, that's always a challenge too. Um, that's a better challenge, though. Yo, absolutely. I'd rather I have, do I have a, a really lot more hard, fun with that shot. <laughs> right. I'd rather do a really hard shot that I'm going to yeah. screw up a bunch of times than. Um, then, then have somebody yell at me because of things that they kind of should know. Yeah, you know, if yeah. you're shooting all this stuff, it's not because you're just going rogue. You know, especially if they know you, it's because mm-hmm. the director's there telling you to shoot it. Like, yeah. Um, so anyway, I'd rather have the hard shot. But I, I had one I'm where, with you. where I totally screwed up on a movie, and uh, it was it was the last day. We were working long hours. It was hot. We were tired, and. I was doing this shot of one of the main characters and they're in a parking lot and it's this big giant parking lot and it's very specifically lit and um and I I I I walk him in then they have this conversation and then they and then they walk away but it's like this really intense conversation and I'm a long way away I think I'm on a I might have been on the end of the 12 to 1 like a 290 or something and and I just got like, you know, sometimes you get mesmerized by the acting. It was really good. <laughs> and they started walking and I it's went with them. It's usually when you know you're making a good shot and when you're caught up in the story. Sure. <laughs> but yeah. And I went with them. And then, and it was a guy who had like a, um, he has that open headset thing that the gaffer and the key grip and camera has and all that. And like he's like, Brad, what are you doing? Brad, chimneys, yeah. oh, we can't use it. And then I hear him telling the director, we can't use any of this. Don't don't use this. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was like right. It was like the very end of the last day. And I'm yeah. like, oh, God, man, I've screwed up. And everybody makes mistakes. I think that was more out of tiredness than anything else. Sure. But I kn- I've noticed, as, especially as I get older, my um, the more fatigued I get, I used to really be able to operate, and I don't mean operate, I mean the general operate as a human being, mm-hmm. on very little sleep and be focused and concentrate and, you know, and not and not have it affect me too badly. Sure. And the older you get, man, the more it affects you. And just when you do those brutal hours, you're just like, and they build on each other one day after another and you just get oh, yeah. into this fog. Just over and over. Yeah, yeah, you get into this fog. And that particular job, it was the middle of summer and um the, during a heat wave, um it was out of town, where was it? Anyway, it was 100 and something degrees every night like Ugh. So, on top of being tired, so the we're just 4 hours of sleep that you were supposed to be able to get and just you couldn't even do that. Well, I slept fine. I mean, yeah. but you just not enough, yeah. you know? I, I you fall in bed like a rock at the end of the night. But um but no, anyway, I, I I look back at mistakes I made where where I'm like, that was a bozo move. And it's always <laughs> like, you know, a month and a half or two months into something where we've just been going at it like every day's minimum turnaround and boom, 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 and you're just tired. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you've ever 
Oh, yeah. At that point, you're just peeled. Yeah. Um, and there's no recovering in one or two days. No. You're right. I, I feel like I've kind of been in a perpetual state of that, actually, for the last few months. Have you? Yeah. Well, you said just, you did. Just you, working too much. So UFC last night. Did UFC last night? We How wrapped late at like 11.15. I had a 4.30 a.m. call oh, no. this morning. Did you sleep? Uh, I slept in my car, actually. Did <laughs> you really? In the parking garage, yeah. What? Uh, blow up mattress, so comfortably, but yeah. Well, where were you? Where were you? Where was UFC? It was at Fox, also. <laughs> so usually you, they don't do that, but again, because the town's so busy right now and they don't have anybody, it's I got stuck doing one of those tight turnarounds. Oh, so they knew about this? They did, yeah. Go oh, ahead. okay, um, but didn't they paid for it with the penalties? And of course, of course. Yeah, they just were short on people. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. I'd rather have the sleep personally than the few extra dollars in your pocket. For I totally agree. But I totally agree. Um, at least, the the very least, how long was the thing that, what time did you wrap this morning? Uh, this morning, fortunately, we were done by like 9.30, oh. 10 a.m. So, right. yeah, you can right, suck right. it up for that short amount of time. Yeah, yeah, that's the nice part. It's when you get three hours and you know you have 12 minimum to go. Oh, yeah. That's a tough one. Been there too. When I was when I was uh, starting in the business, I was PAing on commercials and I was doing utility, shooting a tiny little bit, but mostly doing utility on like um, for Magic Orlando Magic games mm-hmm. with TNT and um, and then just the regular broadcast. And I had a commercial at Disney, which was shooting about at night a, when the parks closed, or well, no, it was. I'm trying to remember. I think it was a 5 a.m. call or something like that. Hmm. And I I accepted the utility thing. It was TNT. They paid really well for 8 a.m. I'm trying to remember how this went. (laughs) Anyway, long story short, I literally drove from Disney to to the the Orlando Arena at the time Mm -hmm. and, and was late only because I got pulled over and got a ticket. For, for speeding. speeding, trying to get there on time. <laughs> for a $175 speeding ticket, Oof. which was exactly what I made as a PA. Oh, no. <laughs> Just wiped out. <laughs> well, actually, I lost even more money because I'm going to get taxed on that, yeah. too. So then I go, I've worked from... That's not a bad rate as a PA, though, at the time, I'm guessing. Um, commercial. I, I, like you, I started commercial PA, too. I think we were making 150 an hour, or well, an hour, 150 a day. Where Here in LA, really? Yeah. Wow, that's low. Well, I was in Florida. I mean, maybe two hundred for like the you know if you're driving a truck or something. We like We were that. pretty much always two hundred. Yeah. Except with one UPM who would do one seventy five. <laughs> but we all got we all banded together. This is the advantage of having a small town. Sure. We all banded together. We started talking. We were on this really long Tide commercial, mm-hmm. and we started talking, and we're like, you know what? We should get more money. Like. They never bump us enough. We do these long days. They always promise to give us extra half days. They don't do it enough. Yeah. They're terrible to us, but we should ask for 200. It's, you know, there's four of us or six of us. It's another 100 or $150 to them. Why not, right? Yeah. And the everybody was like, things. And, and, it's and, nothing. and we all agreed. Yeah. We're, when they call us, we're going to say, hey, we're asking for 200 now. And every single one of them was like, no problem. And then this one UPM was like, I'll find people that work for 175. And I'm like, whatever, you know, so we did it with him, but we probably shouldn't have, but, yeah. um, but he also worked 
probably more than any other UPM in town. <laughs> combined, <so. laughs> yeah. not combined, but he he was one of the busiest ones, if not the busiest. So anyway, but um, but so then I go and do that day, um, of utility, which is hard work. Um, you know, you because it's CNT, we have to run all the cable. So we run, I don't know how, probably ten or twenty thousand feet of triax mm -hmm. and then i worked the game not all the utilities did but i would i was a coiler so i would sit on the back of the basket or next to the basket and then when my guy would get up and i would you know run, run a handheld there, i would yeah. coil with him yep. yeah yep. <clears throat> and i love doing that don't get me wrong and i was fine until like until we had to wrap out that twenty thousand feet and just like I almost fell asleep. Like oh, I was coiling like a long one on the ground, and I was like, uh, I almost fell over. Startling <laughs> yourself. Because we went till we went till I remember so distinctly. We went till like one a.m. from eight a eight a.m. to one a.m. for a basketball game. Yeah. And I went to the guy who was like the booker for all that stuff in town, and I said, because we didn't have a real overtime deal. Yeah. And I said, we're getting this for this, yeah, and he's yeah. like, well, and I said, no, 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 we're getting this for this. <laughs> We've talked about it. That's what we're getting. These days are super long. We deserve to get paid. And he's like, okay. Yeah. And that was it. And I knew he had the money. Yeah. Like, I knew. Anyway, you have to stand up for yourself. Oh, you know? absolutely. Um, That's a win. Whether you're, even if you think like, oh, I'm not important. They can replace me on this. Well, you know what? You're trained. If you're good at your job and you, you know, you, you do a good likeable, job. If you do a right. good job, if you show up on time, if. You're not a dick. Right. <laughs> it goes a long way. And Right. If you're important to them, they'll, yeah. you know, and you have to be reasonable too. Yep. You can't be like, we're doubling my money right now. Like you can't, that doesn't work. But, right. but, um, but no, in this, in this business and more in the world, you know, so much more of the world is freelance now than it used to be. It just increases constantly. It's like more of a gig economy, they call it. And a yeah, lot of spillovers, just all the office jobs too. They're kind of going away. It's, right. A lot of them are becoming freelance or right, right, permalance type positions. Right, exactly right. Yeah. And and you know if if you don't fight for yourself, for the most part, nobody's going to fight nobody for you. Nobody will. Yeah. I mean, we have unions, but you know, I, I I think they're all scared of what happens if they fight too hard. I don't know, but they don't. Anyway. Um, that's a whole different discussion. I won't get into. <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll be another two hours if we get into that. But no, you know when when uh, when I, big corporations four unions too actually. Do you really? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Um, I was just going to say I, I'm interested in that actually. But when big corporations, their company plan, their whole reason for existing is to make money, mm -hmm. and that's kind of that's okay. But our job is to get paid too. So. You have to find a way to get their money. You know they're going to make billions, and either way, so you have to understand that without you and without them, and you know you have to stick up for yourself, stick up for each other, and say, no, we, you know, I think we deserve this, and or let's come to a compromise or whatever. And most of the time, it works. Yeah, you and just then you have feel to pretty do good it. about yourself afterwards too. Right, <laughs> and sometimes they just straight up go, no, that's it, period. And if you don't like yeah. it, get the hell out of here. And you know, then you can make your own decision. But but uh, what's the worst they can say? No. Right, right. And people, it's 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 a weird dichotomy because people, when I started asking for more money for Steadicam, right, was, you know, I I was young and I. Thought, it's hard when you're starting out. 
to do that. Right, because you don't know what you're worth. No, you don't. And then some people, like me, I didn't think I was worth that much. Yeah. Um, you lack confidence when you're right. early on in your career. That was the same way. Right. Still to this day, in certain regards, I could say that I'm that way. Too. Right, but right. And you, you have, once you learn that, so once you ask for, you know, if you're getting $10 an hour and you want to get 15 and you ask for 15, you garner respect just by asking. Yeah. Even if you don't get it. Yep. Even if you agree on There's a switch in their head that all of a sudden they're like, hmm, maybe. Right. Right. I can't really take advantage of that person anymore the way I was. Right. Yeah. And, and also it puts things in their head like, oh, well, we have to... We like him yeah. or her. We want to keep them around. Right. We we like their work. We've trained them into our show or whatever we're doing, and we respect them. And if we don't pay them more, we're going to lose them. So we bet, you know, you have to put pressure. Yeah. They're putting pressure on us every day to cut our rates and to, you know, to make less money and to do this or do that. And just like they don't want to pay you the turnaround time, you know, to today or stuff like that oh that's a different story probably but nobody wants to pay all oh, those there was no pushback on that they knew what they were getting themselves into no 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 i understand yeah, yeah. i sorry it's a bad yeah. example but but like they're trying every way to save a dollar oh yeah you know and and if you let them they will save it on you too so yeah. <laughs> take what you're worth you know you have to ask and kind of take sometimes but anyway that, that's something sorry, else too ahead. is you have to ask uh, uh, early on in my career i didn't know to ask for certain things and doors open when you do it's shocking yeah well th there were a couple of stories back in the day when i was still coming up um still am but uh yeah. <laughs> when i was very <laughs> early <laughs> right where i was very early and i heard a story from a guy who got called by some producer who basically said look we have this project it's low budget you know if you can help us out, I have this thing coming up later that's, you know, it's a Sony project or it's a studio project. And, you know, I think we've all got calls like that before. <laughs> yeah. Right. And let's assume because most of them are bullshitting you, yeah. but let's assume that they're not. And they do have a big project coming yeah. up. One or two may genuinely do. Right. This this one genuinely did. did. And, and I think proved it to the guy. That's great. Um, and he said, okay, then I'll, I'll definitely come out and help you out. And then we'll do the other thing. And then when the other thing came, he called the guy that turned him down. <laughs> the regular guy. Yeah. Well, no, he had called, I, I can't remember who, uh, let's say he called Chris. Har I mean, it's not Chris Harhoff. Let's, you know, let's say he called Chris Harhoff and Chris said, sorry, I, you know, I can't do it for that rate. And they moved on to this guy and then told him this. And he said, yeah, well, they respected Chris cause he said no. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, he must be really good if he can just say no. And then they call, you know, or, and that's happened to multiple people. I've, I've been made that promise before. It was always bullshit. But I know sometimes it's actually true because sometimes bigger producers do smaller projects, which is fine. But somebody said something really smart to me years ago. They were doing a pilot, um, you know, a studio pilot in Orlando, Florida. Mm -hmm. The big, big director, I can't remember who it was. And the producers asked the sound mixer, they said, hey, we've, um, you know, we're doing this pilot. It's 15 days, blah, blah, blah. Um, and we have two more pilots coming right after this. Can you hook us up? Give us a discount on this one and then we'll pay you full rate on the others. And he goes, you know, I think here's a better idea. You'll pay me full rate on this one. And then when you call me again, maybe I can give you a discount. And they're like, well, that's not fair. Because... I like that idea. And he's like, You've ne I've never worked with you. Yeah. 
your promises mean nothing to me. Yep. So pay me on the first one, then your promise right. is good. Is that second one? Right. Then I'll give you the discount. Exactly right. And um and great idea. Great deal. I, I think they still hired him, but there was there was no second pilot. <laughs> Maybe Go they figure. thought maybe yeah. they thought there was, yeah. um, but you know it didn't happen. So you know you have you have to do that stuff. And he was willing to just say, "Well, I won't do the pilot." Yeah, that's also lucky. He's in a small market with probably two or maybe three mixers that are even eligible to do that kind of project. Sure. Here in town, there's one on the str- you up the street, and another the guy a block yeah. away. Yeah. Um, you know, there are a lot of good people. So they can play us against each other a lot more which sucks but it's just the way it is but anyway we're we're babbling on um let's get another beer because i like this beer. i want to try that other one sure and then we'll come back and we'll talk about why you're in four unions (laughs) (laughs) three three or four i'll have to count it up but yeah too many (laughs) we'll sort it out and then we'll come back and (laughs) we'll do we'll we'll, adam ruins everything we'll have a little pop-up it's actually (laughs) 14 unions actually (laughs) (laughs) Too. Right. So you're in Local 600. Local 600. Uh, Nabit. Right. Local 53. And, and IBEW? Then IBEW. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. I did a, I, for the first time ever, well, yeah, ever in a long time at the very least, I did a Nabit thing, General Hospital. <laughs> oh, yeah. I went in for a day on it. <laughs> and had to join after that? No. I'm guessing? No. You just Nobody. threw the letters away for like a month or two or didn't even get it? I've never gotten a letter, no. Wow. Mm-mm. Good for you. Um, it's funny. I went from uh, I'm not early on in my career, I dreamed of being in the union, you know, when I was a PA and camera PA and stuff. And sure. Now I pay three of them. So. <laughs> now you dream of not having yeah, three separate sets exactly. of Exactly. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um yeah, oh, so we were talking to the break about travel. You said you just went to Japan. I saw all these awesome Instagram photos of cars. Yeah, it's mostly of cars. Go figure. Um, I took thousands of pictures while I was there. I posted maybe 10. If With that, your phone? Or? Yeah, phone. And I took a, a film camera too. Um, oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, you should film sometimes still? I do, yeah. Seems. <laughs> we yeah. Talking about this. <laughs> In good company, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a uh, an old Leica uh, M3 that oh, I like nice. to shoot with. Nice. That's not a large uh, medium format, is it? No, it's not. It's, it's, it's 35. 35. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, do not steal any of those rolls. These, <laughs> okay. are very, these are very, very hard to come by. They don't make it anymore. Gold right there on the table. <laughs> um. Keep your expired film. I don't need it. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, No, that's really cool. Um, I've never been to Japan. Uh, My parents were married in Okinawa, actually. uh, Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, My dad was in the military. But um, he, so he speaks Japanese, but. um, uh, Do you at all or or no? No. No. I wish I knew no (laughs) in Japanese. (laughs) Uh, No, I know nothing. Just shake your head this way. (laughs) (laughs) It's fun, though, because. we were talking you've said you've traveled a lot and i traveled a lot as a kid and um there's yeah, my my parents love to travel they took us on family vacations like australia spain france um morocco um never got to go to england that's still on my list oh okay enough um canada a bunch of places in the states um 
Yeah, you've been naming Alaska, all these places Hawaii. I went to. Yeah. <laughs> Not Morocco. Morocco Mexico, I've never been to. Um, yeah. China. Cool. I've been I've to Hong Kong. A lot of Doesn't really count. I still haven't been to Hong Kong. I'd love to go. Hong Kong's awesome, but when, I, I've been I've been to Hong Kong twice yeah. for fun. I went for New Year's Eve once, and I went in the summer another time. And um, <laughs> the all the expats, I have a good friend who lives there, and I, I met all his friends and all these other people, and... After the first time in 2007, they said, don't go back to the to the U.S. telling people you went to China. And I said, why? And they said, because you went to Hong Kong. It's big, this <laughs> it's a is big not difference. mainland China. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> and from the stories I hear, it's so different. It's, I mean, it's a crazy modern city, but then you also have some of the like tiny little roads with stones on the ground, which sure. is cool that they keep those. But, um, you know, there's a 118-story building there, and then, you know... <laughs> But it, it was so westernized. Yeah. Um, so you can get really legit Chinese food and you can get really legit English breakfast. You know what I mean? Like in a five star yeah, hotel. Like just so strange. <laughs> Both of those things in one place. Yeah. Or you can get a great burger or a great steak. Yeah. You know, there's a Roos Chris there. <laughs> <laughs> not that, you know, not that that's the greatest steak in the world, but it's a good steak. And, you know, you can. But in, Hong, in Hong Kong, Kong. you'll take it. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it's like being in San Francisco. Yeah. You know, or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like being in a big city. And it's it just a. There's just more Asian people. Eastern melting pot, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the, England took it over for 100 years. So yeah. <laughs> they it turned into kind of oh, an extension uh, Gibraltar I thought of that too they oh, you controlled went to it for a while yeah Gibraltar they controlled uh, England I mean, England, no, controlled. England controlled Gibraltar right, yeah, that's for a little bit too say. so it's still very largely you know English influenced right 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 well it's just like Africa like where the French and the Dutch and the and the Flemish were is like they still speak French and Flemish and Dutch and I don't know if you've noticed that a lot of Africa speaks French, you know, yeah, because <laughs> they had colonizers <laughs> who came and destroyed them. <laughs> we got way off subject. Imposed, yeah, we did <laughs> <laughs> impose their will. And um, should we start talking about gear or something? No, that's, that's no, what these but, conversations no. <laughs> usually go to. <laughs> um, no, uh, although Nigeria has a Thank giant, God. a giant movie <laughs> industry, really, very, very big movie industry. They make a lot of movies. I think mostly. They're mostly local. They're not exporting them around the world sure. too much, but they're they're very big. I know few that get out. I'm guessing. To I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are. But yeah, I think God. I'm mentioning Vice News again. Vice News did a story on exactly that a few years ago, um, and one of the reporters went and went and was in the movie. He was like the white the white guy. He got cast you know, in the movie. Well, it was it. a gimmick thing. You yeah, know, like but, whatever. But um, but yeah, no, it was just, and they're working with stuff that is a zero value to us like you know they're probably shooting on a dvx 100 or whatever but mm -hmm. but they're making movies you yeah. know and people are buying them yeah and watching them which is cool um so that maybe that industry will build for 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 them i don't who knows but i mean bollywood is huge we don't we don't even know about it it's bigger than hollywood yeah <laughs> and now china's that's the thing is they have the viewership if right people latch onto the content yeah right if you have a There's billion the outlet people for it yep yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> same with same with China, you know. But um, so you went to Japan, went which to Japan. I hear is fabulous. Loved it. Can't wait to go back. Really? I, Where'd you go? To a bunch of different places, and I, I can honestly say Japan's like the only one that I was really dying to get back to. 
Like usually I'd want to travel somewhere new every time. But mm. I'll go back to Japan in a heartbeat. I'll go back to China in a heartbeat too. I love China. I'd go back to Hong Kong in a heartbeat. Yeah. Where'd you go in China? Uh, Wait, so you said in when... Japan, you asked where I went in Japan. Yes, that's what, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, flew in and out of Tokyo, but went from there to uh, Osaka, Nagoya, um, Kyoto. Uh, Did you get to land to or take off Hokkaido. from that, that floating airport? Yes. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. How cool was that? That was an experience wow. where you drive across this like causeway, this bridge, just to get out to the airport. Uh, that was near Osaka, I think. Um, I think so, yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool. It's like The waves were huge, too, when we were flying out of there. Were so, they really? Yeah. It was a little Did, scary. Was but Nothing's moving, though, right? No. Is it, like, super anchored in, right? Yeah. Because it it's not on... It's not like they dumped a bunch of sand there. It's like... It's like a floating... In, it's like yeah. an anchored in floating yeah. thing. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a crazy piece of engineering. <laughs> so crazy. How did they do it? Oh, anyway, people, genius. Yeah, with with much more college degrees than I have. <laughs> we're able good, to figure that one out. That's a good point. <laughs> My art school education. <laughs> Where'd you go to school? Uh, originally, I went to school in Baltimore, uh, Maryland Institute College of Art. I wanted to major in photography. Um, oh. For the longest time, I was trying to decide between photography or graphic design in uh -huh. high school. I always love you kind of picked and, wrong. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, should have been a accountant or in finance or a lawyer or something like that. Well, parents. no, I mean, graphic design has <laughs> but, become a much bigger thing even since then. I think. True. Yeah, very true. <clears throat> so, um, But anyway, I'm just kidding around. <laughs> I'd like to think I've done all right for myself. We'll see. Well, you'd like to think Time so. Time will tell. But, but yeah. We'd all like Who to knows think if so. I was a graphic designer, I could have my own firm by now and be ruling New York. But... Um, <laughs> The uh, the photography program, I had to take an elective, so I took a film class. Wow. Um, I was always into film, too. Like, I was shooting home movies and stuff as a kid and um, almost got into uh, Denver School of the Arts. Uh, I, I was accepted, but unfortunately, that year, my family moved to Virginia um, when I was supposed to go for their film program. So it, it was always something that was on the back burner and I mm. wanted to do, I took a film elective at, at Micah while I was there, fell in love with it, ended up going to film school, went to Full Sail University for my film degree. Finished oh, did that you go up. down there? Yeah. yeah. It's my hometown. Is it really? Yeah, Orlando? Orlando yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Fun town. Yeah. Cheap. Power hour. Three for ones. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> Where was uh, it? Great college town. Yeah, it's become that. Yeah, I mean, when I was when I was in high school, no one went to UCF. Really? Oh, it was seventy percent massive the, campus now. Like they had like ten thousand people, fifty thousand students now. Maybe more than 60? that. Yeah, more than that. It's the second largest when in the I was world down behind there, it was like Ohio 30 State. Something. So right. I can only imagine it's, now. I think it's. Uh, I might be guessing. I thought it was like seventy because Ohio State's like almost a hundred thousand. So it's more than doubled. It's it's. Every year, it's like that. Well, not Jeez. every year, but it's been doubling like crazy. Because when I was in, I graduated from high school in 1993. I didn't know one friend of mine that was going to UCF. Wow. Um, there were like 10,000 students. 9,000 of them were like driving. Like yeah. they didn't live on campus or there weren't even dorms hardly. 
Well, so I graduated. Transform the whole thing. So okay, I'm now a baby by comparison. <laughs> yeah, well, you guy got ten years on you. Yeah, but um, but no, now it's like there's all this AI stuff down there. They make the Madden video game down in Orlando now. Really? Yeah, they completely produce it down. Wow, there. it's pretty cool. I, not at UCF, but I think it has to do with like there's a big technology boom going there. Yeah, which is great. You know, I love my hometown. I don't yeah. get back very often, but um. You know, you take three steps out of town it's and like you can Denver, see it. I get back maybe once a year if I'm to, lucky. To Denver? Yeah. Right. Well, you said your parents moved to Virginia. Virginia, yeah, for my you dad's told work. Me, you told me you moved when you were four from Virginia to Colorado. I did. And, and then, then they were moving. back to Virginia again. My dad worked for the federal government, so gotcha. a lot of back and forth, a lot of moving around even before I was around. What parts did um, you move back to? Moved back to Fairfax, Virginia. Okay. Um, not even not far from where you started in Arlington. No, not far at all. Uh, went full circle at a young age. Because I went to <laughs> Radford. I don't know if you know anything about Radford. It's in no, Virginia. I do know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I didn't realize that you went there. Mm. Mm-hmm. What did you major in? Drinking. <laughs> like most that went to Radford. <laughs> um, media studies. Okay. Actually, Radford has a bad rap on a lot of stuff. They had. Um, uh, a very very yeah, no good, knock on Radford. I had a lot of friends that went. No, they there, had a very but. good geology department and a very good nursing school and something else. But it used to be a girls' school. So when I went there, I went there to play lacrosse really and and um and to meet women, I guess. Well, it was four to one my freshman year, and in 1993 it was number one on the Playboy's list of party schools. <laughs> FSU was number two. <laughs> it was everybody so who you couldn't knew get exactly in. Exactly what you were going there for. Well, no, I didn't know that until I went there. Oh. It hadn't come out, but um, just lucky. Yeah, right. But I, everybody who couldn't get into UVA couldn't get into, um, um, oh, I'm Mason. Blanking. Yeah, George Mason or uh, Virginia Tech or Tech. I mean, there's so many good schools yeah. there, and the people who kind of it was a lot of like military brats, mm-hmm. uh, government kind of parents who they were like the bad sheep. They all went to Radford. <laughs> And honestly, I did, you know, there was a lot of ugh, there, but it was all right. I I made friends. I had I enjoyed my time. But uh, anyway, that's that's what I would say about college too. You too. I made friends, lifelong friends. Some of them, actually, you know, first job I had in L.A. got hired by one of my old college classmates. No way, so, really? Yeah. So Funny. For that alone, it was worth every penny of my education. Yeah, no shit. That's because yeah, uh, that job kind of led into the next, the next, the next. You know, he gave me a couch to crash on out here when I first moved. Wow, to LA, really? So, yeah. Total like butterfly effect happening. Yeah, that's cool. Um, you get in what, or you get out what you put in, I guess. Yeah, I mean, hopefully you get out what you need. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Full sale used to always say you get in what you or you get out what you put in. Um. It wasn't that their thing. That's what everybody used to say about full sale. I don't know. Um, but anyway, re- regardless of that, and I think it is, if you put effort in, you'll learn more. I mean, if you yeah, read a lot, absolutely. you'll learn stuff that's in the books. <laughs> like If you do stuff, you'll learn how to do it better. Uh, so it makes sense. Um, and it's true. But um, what uh, my thought was like with college, because it was less of a like hands-on thing than what you were doing, was more of what I learned about college was kind of, what I'd like to do, where I kind of want, kind of might want to go mm-hmm. and how to interact in life, you know, socially, I'm a little socially awkward, which is weird, but because I'm a, because I talk a lot, 
you know, I'm happy to, I love talking to people, but if there were 12 people in this room, I might be the one in the corner and the other 11 would be, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, no, all, it, uh, I'm with you. I, I'm the same way, but I'm a good listener. So, <laughs> right. But I learned how to deal with that and how to like, that was part of my college experience. You know, that was my education. Did I learn anything about biology? No. Did I learn anything about statistics in that statistics class? No, I didn't, honestly. Yeah. Um, did I learn some media stuff? Yes, because I was taking higher level classes. And yeah. I took a whole bunch of criminal justice classes and learned a ton because I was interested. Yeah. But that's the thing. You learn what you're interested in, you know? So that was my, for me, that was college. I, you know, making somebody take weightlifting class. Why? <laughs> it's good to try things, but, sure. you know, I don't know. I guess it's good. Requ- then you know what you don't As like. a requirement, though, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I guess it's good to, tr- you know, take algebra or whatever and find out. I, I don't like doing it, so I'm not going to take it anymore. But I took the one class I needed to. <laughs> I guess? I don't yeah. know. I had yeah. to take college math, too, and, you know, a bunch of other classes I didn't want to take. But fortunately, it wasn't too bad. Well, the irony for me is I, I had, I took classes I wanted to take. Like I took a, I took like a 300 level philosophy classes. I took a philosophy (laughs) class that I wanted to take. Mm -hmm. It was like a 300 level. Somehow I got into it. And then the professor was like, why are you here on day one? And I was like, cause it sounds interesting. And he's like, I'm going to give you a week or two. If, no, he's like, if you can't, if you're still around. No, he's like, if you can't figure all that, if you're not grasping this stuff, then you're in the wrong place. If you're doing okay, then you're welcome to stay. And I did. And it was my favorite class in college. Um, but it was a critical thinking class. But, but the irony is like, I didn't need that class. I didn't even need those credits. I have way too many credits and I'm like three you're credits. Generally no, I'm short of, I didn't graduate. You wanted it. I didn't graduate. Wow. I'm a class short. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like some One class and you didn't finish. Yeah, it's like some goofy well, I failed at my last semester. Ah. And then I went to okay. take it at the community college in Florida where it would transfer and then I started working for ESPN out of town. Couldn't do it. That took off, so yeah. Failed the class again yep. and never got back to it, you know. I keep meaning to do it. I think I think my parents would be happy if I did. But makes sense. Wouldn't they, right? I mean I finished Yeah, no. Yeah. A lot of people go to school to get a degree to make their parents happy. Right. Sad, but it's true. Well, I'm not against making my parents happy. No. You know, I just had to make me happy first. Yes. (laughs) You know? Selfish reasons. Well, hey, if you don't take care of yourself, nobody else is gonna. Nobody will. Right? You you have... So, anyway. That gets back to our earlier conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And I think think when you're... In in, in any endeavor you do in the world, if if you're not looking out... It's super great to help people, but it's really hard to help someone if you're a mess. True. Right? It's a lot easier when you got your shit together to help somebody else out. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Although Mark Twain said, um, what was it? He said, the best way to cheer yourself up is to cheer someone else up, which I always like that quote. It's a different, slightly different thing, but it came to mind. It's a good quote. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, there was something else on my on my well there were a couple other things on my list here. One was I hopefully it's not a bad credit. Did you work on I'm dying up here a little bit? I did, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. No, not a bad credit at all. I, all right. 
Okay, so I have a question. I'm curious now why you prefaced it that way. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. So many times, like, there's, like, one or... T- there's, like, an episode or something of something or mm-hmm. somebody's name is on something. And I've had people in here and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That shouldn't be on there. That's not true. Oh, no. Or... No. I had a you great don't time do on that, that show. I, you don't I do that I worked with a lot narrative. of people on that show before even doing that show. And... They got canceled. It was amazing. Yeah, unfortunately. Super bummer. That show was one of the best shows on TV it's last great. season. My opinion. So good. I'm and glad I, I got to be a small part of it. You know, I, I only got to day play for a few weeks on it. Um, oh, a few weeks. That's great. Yeah. I did a couple episodes. Um, my buddy that shoots Adam Ruins Everything, he was second unit DP and also the C camera operator. So he brought me on originally to replace him on a day that he couldn't do mm. um, a C camera. So I did C camera and then I bumped up to B cam on a couple days when they needed a B camera and their B cam guy was out, uh, on main unit. I did some second unit days with them. Um, it was fantastic. Showtime series. It was well, my, my, awesome. my, um, absolutely loved every minute of being on it. Yeah. Nice. And Ellie, the, the main, unit I was DP bummed. I didn't, I didn't super chill guy. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, I was bummed I didn't get to be on it because I'm such a fan of it. There's a bunch <laughs> of shows over the years that I wish I'd, you know, I missed Been my a part chance. of or had. A I turned to down go. a day on, yeah. on Breaking Bad because I had yeah. I had commercials lined up. I'd already said yes to, and then yeah. the commercials pushed. And um, yeah, I've had to turn down so much work this year, and well, then I, I really hope year. it's not this year. The phone doesn't ring, so <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where I hope I don't regret it later in life. Some of those. That I had to pass up. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, you should do the ones that you want to do. You, you do what's important for you. Like, sure. when the bills need to be paid, you do the ones that are longest and are going to pay you the most or whatever. And then when, you, you, when you're sick of that and you want to be creative, you take the one that's low budget but is going to be creatively fulfilling, right? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. that's the way, hopefully, we could all do it. We can't all do it that way, but I wish we all could. Yeah, at the end of the day, you got to keep the lights on and yeah the cat fed and they're right exactly <laughs> and there aren't that many that are creatively fulfilling there really aren't that many to be honest but i think i'm dying up here would have been and my my he's a friend i, I he's more of an acquaintance um but i've hung out with him a, quite a bit um uh, andrew santino is on that show comedian actor redheaded guy yeah i don't know how much you 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 worked with him or not but he was there a couple days when i was there okay that show was weird because it's so segmented mm-hmm. that it's not like the whole cast was always no, working. It's rare, actually. Right. The, the, I mean, like the these few th- weeks that I was there, I, I would say we had full cast, like maybe two or three days was all mm-hmm. that I was there. And and Generally, they, were, and they you know, definitely weren't two, in all the three, scenes together. Yeah. Right. Well, because they're also shooting second unit stuff all the time. So the cast is split even there. Well, not even that. But like my point is the way the show's written. They're never true. Yeah, there's like ten of them, yep. and they're never all in the same room together. Yeah, it's very segmented off. There's like two guys that hang out all the time, and then a third that often hangs out, and then there's these two guys, and then right. Yeah. So um, anyway, um, yeah, I was bummed for Andrew to hear that it got canceled. Well, bummed for everybody because the show's so cool. Yeah, and it's like history of Hollywood in a lot of ways. Yeah, but or comedy in Hollywood. But um, yeah, anyway, Shore and you're right. Exactly. I feel like I've been to more shows at the comedy store after working on that show than I ever did the entire time I've lived in You know, LA. I've worked in there. I've never actually, like, paid and went in. Really? 
Isn't that screwed up? <laughs> no, not at all. I live up the street from the improv. Never been there. I've never been in the I've improv. I've been to the either. bar. <laughs> <laughs> never been never been in the main Yeah, I've never been in the main room at the comedy improv area. Either. Just the comedy store. Or the There's something about that place. Like the like you said, the Hollywood history, it's great. Yeah, it's cool. With all the photos yeah. up in there and yeah, it was really neat. I can't, I can't even remember who we some commercial we were shooting in there. But um yeah, it's a cool place and everybody knows kind of the history. Yeah. And to see it on I'm dying up here and you know it's just it's just neat. Yeah. That's funny. I should go to more comedy so I never do. We're in LA. I have every Whenever I have opportunity. people from out of town visiting, I always take them to the show there. That's a great idea. Yeah. That's a really good idea. They love it. It's a, usually like a highlight. If anyone ever, to. I've lived here for 16 years. If anybody ever visits me, I'm going to take them there. Do it. I mean, I've been waiting 16 years. That's the cheapest entertainment you're going to find in LA. <laughs> <laughs> What's it cut with like 20 bucks to get in or something, right? It's like nothing. Depending on the night, depending on the show. like maybe Right. If there's somebody 15, really big, maybe more. 10 huh? or 15. Right. Then you got to buy a drink or something. Two drink minimum. Whatever. Every comedy store. I could kill that. That's where they get you. But yeah. <laughs> That's how they get you. Yeah. They know you're going to be there for three hours. So. <laughs> right. Um, so the uh, the last thing I have written down here in front of me is, um, is Jimmy Kimmel Live. Oh, God. I do love you, that show. Do you... Do you have you done the live stuff or are you doing like yeah. segment stuff? No. The uh, live stuff. The okay. live stuff. And right. Actually, some of the segment stuff, but mostly the live show. The band, the performance stuff? or yeah. That's, or that's included part. with the... Do you do both? Yep. Okay. Cause Chris, yeah, that's the main crew that does that. Chris Wilson. Yes. The main study came up. What was Torch. His? Torch. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, no, I met him once. My friend was on Kimmel and I... And I like before the show I walked out there and was like hey I do it <laughs> he, he was probably he like who the, my, who the hell is this idiot my favorite operator is one of the coolest guys I know I, I remember when I first moved to LA and got in a steady cam out here and um, a friend of mine Robert Starling introduced me to Chris um, Robert's another operator mm-hmm. um, he took me by Jimmy Kimmel and mm-hmm. I remember just being in awe of that place like everything about it is just so cool and you know doesn't I don't, feel like I don't it... really get starstruck at all anytime oh. I'm working with people but um, that place was always different so the first time I got to work there and cover Chris it was a huge honor like I, I was blown away that he asked me to, to step in for him yeah that's cool um, the level of talent that they get through there there's nothing short of amazing just on a nightly basis the yeah. music the guests everything like it it is such a well-oiled machine there mm-hmm. it's a big family everybody's been doing it for so long there it, absolute pleasure working on that show and from what i hear from from friends who know jimmy he's a nice dude like Super a genuinely nice, nice yeah. human being like good he person. looks out for his family and everybody that yeah, does yeah. that show is his extended family right right know? right right and he hires a lot of his family too yeah yeah which good for him you know yep. but um no the show's cool i i i almost never like the musical guests on that show <laughs> I don't know why whoever his booker is does not have it's always like some teeny shit or some country a lot of times it is or or like hip hop and I'm just generally not into hip hop yeah or country or teeny shit so <laughs> so that kind of limits your it, well I don't know if it's that limited but 
anyway, it just seems I don't know why I'm 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 bashing him. I'm not bashing him. I like I like him so much as a host. Like I like the talk shows. Like yeah, I like their comedy because it's a little bit of stand up. You know, every night and I actually record Kimmel and and uh, uh, Colbert mm-hmm. every day. I don't always watch it all, but you know, especially when I see somebody cool is going to be on or whatever. But um, <clears throat> but I think they're great and like. It's something they do a show every day. Like, I'm trying to keep this thing going once a week, and it's hard. <laughs> yeah, you know. And they so you can relate. It's not easy to do. Although they, he does have a lot of support. And I have he does. I have. Um, well, I only have ten. Wait, no, I only have zero people. Charlie, over there. She's on the couch. <laughs> she's passed out. She's the, a producer. The cat, yeah. <laughs> she is a producer, but <laughs> she's out cold on the couch. Yep, stiff legged. Luckily, we can't hear her snoring. <laughs> But um, no, no, no. But um, but it's fun to work on. It seems fun to work on that kind of thing. I mean, that thing has got to be. I'm just guessing, but like, <clears throat> they shoot it like what six or something, right? Uh, tape. I think usually four to five. No, mm. five to six. We're out of five there. Six, okay. Yeah, we're out of there. By the time you wrap breakdown, because I've been over like there a couple of times, so. and I know like yeah. it, it's it's something like that. Yep. But they so usually like, pre-tape the band in the afternoon. They'll do a sound check, and then um, sometimes they'll do more songs afterwards. With if the band. it's right, right, they used to always close with that. Like yeah. they'd play like especially half of outdoor it. in that outdoor stage. Then they'll have everybody go outside yes. afterwards, and sometimes shoot like a full concert. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Shooting music is fun too. That's, yeah, that's yeah, it is fun. Yeah. I haven't done that much of it, but it is fun. Um, when what was I gonna say? Um, no. Oh, so if they shoot at four, what do you come in at two? Like no, they they have like a nine or ten a.m. call over there. I think really. Yeah. You usually rehearse the monologue. Uh, Jimmy will come out. And he'll go through the show. They'll watch some tapes and stuff. Uh, you may block a few things with hmm. the director, but. You know, they've been doing it for so long over there. It's super laid back, super chill. The director's great. This guy, Andy. Um, Did you ever work when Bob he used to be an was editor. directing? No, I didn't get to. I wish I did, though. His movies are crazy. Have you seen his movies? He's directed, like, two features. They're really good. What did he direct? I know he has, but... He directed one about... I haven't seen it. It was, like, a satire of Natural Born Killers, kind of... That's like that's what my memory's telling me. Then he directed another one that I really liked, and I can't yeah. remember the name of either. Mm. They're all really small movies, you know. Yeah. But he's a talented guy. Anyway, um, that's neither here or there. He he <laughs> just he directed like a thousand episodes of Jimmy Kimmel Live yeah. or something. So, and then finally left. But um, who is it now, Andy? Um. Oh, that's bad. You're putting me on the spot. Oh, here. sorry. Uh, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. <laughs> we'll go. We'll go on to something else. If you if you happen to think of it, um, Andy Fisher. Andy Fisher. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. That's all right. <laughs> I don't want to brain fart. A couple too many beers. <laughs> We've only had one and a half. This one's good too, by the way. Thank very, you. very good yeah. beer. Why are you thanking me? The, you didn't make it. Oh well. You brought it's good it. Good feedback. I'll pass it on. Well, I'm I'm telling your friends it's good, not you. <laughs> but that was me clanking the <laughs> the mic with the the, the, the canter, yeah, or the growler, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm taking the rest of this. Is that okay? Take it. Okay, thanks. 
there wasn't much. Um, that's the uh, the juice we call it. Hazy IPA. Is that what you call this? Yeah. Yeah, it's really, it's re- it's probably the best hazy IPA I've had. What's the percentage on this? Really? Do you know? It's about eight percent. Jeez, really? Yeah. Doesn't taste it. It's a crushable beer. A what now? Crushable beer. What's that mean? You just you can keep drinking it. Oh, oh, oh. Very easily. It, it tastes yeah. really good and yeah. smooth, right? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. It mm-hmm. is. Yeah. God, we're gonna have to get these guys to sponsor the show. <laughs> it's Lawless too good. Brewing. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out for Lawless. That, that's your one free advertisement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you want more, send more beer. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, well, you know what, dude? I think I think uh, I've asked you all the stuff that I want to ask you. And we've been talking, I just noticed, for like an hour and a half. Oh, God. Does it feel like an hour and a half? No, not at all. Feels like four hours, doesn't it? <laughs> or longer. Terrible. <laughs> just... <laughs> oh, no, I've, I've started rambling, so it's definitely no, been it's a little been while. Fun. Thanks for yeah. having me. No, really thanks for coming it. in, man. It, yeah. was, it was really interesting. I know we didn't. We actually didn't talk that much about Steady Care. No, we didn't. <laughs> just totally fine. But Probably um, your worst episode <laughs> that you've done of that. Yeah, but the, if it is, it's because of me. Well, uh, no, I thought it was interesting to talk about other other no, things like and traveling, and all life. the important stuff. Yeah, agreed. Study right. camp's fun, but the more and more I do it, the more I realize that life is the most important thing. Family, yeah. friendships, enjoying yourself, enjoying yourself. Right. We're only here for a short time. Fortunately, what you and I do, we get to do everything else because of that. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. And it's a fun job. Most, it is. It's most the, days. Most days, it's the best job in the world. It really is. <laughs> I know everybody says that it's cliched, but it totally is. I absolutely love what I do, and not a lot of people can say that. But That's true. Most. Most cannot. Very, yeah. Anyway, I love what I do, too, so we're both lucky. I'm lucky to have you in here. Thanks, man. Yeah. I totally appreciate it. I really appreciate being here. Thank All right, you. let's go drink the rest of this beer. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again to Andrew. I really appreciate him coming on, especially after having worked all morning. And I also appreciate him bringing some really great beers that, um, you know, I said how much I liked them, and I really did. I wasn't just saying that. If they were for sale, I'd buy them, but they're not yet, hopefully soon. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the episode, and check back next week for another new episode. Bye-bye.